welcome to Witch Witch Podcast. I'm Sage. I'm Lyra. And I'm Galena. Welcome to the darkness. All right. Now we are going to give you one of our featured shout outs, which will probably be a permanent shout out on this show. Um, one of our lovely, beautiful, gorgeous listeners, my Emwyn. Um, I'm going to spell it out for you because I'm probably mispronouncing it, even though she has been a complete doll to us. <laughs> uh, it's my M-Y underscore I-N-W-N has decided, because she is decluttering her life using the Marie Kondo method, which respectable. I bought, respectable. I bought the book. We threw out some clothes. Well, we donated some clothes. Yeah. And that's as far as we got. But she has decided to give us a Yeti microphone. Like, just the biggest sweetheart in the world. I don't even have words for how thankful I am. So, you're an angel. And officially our favorite listener. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently we can be bought with gifts. (laughs) We, um, I mean, we do, we don't, we love all of our listeners, obviously. We do. But this is going to hopefully be a game changer for us. mm -hmm. It will improve our sound. We're just... so excited. And if you if you listen to the podcast and you're excited about uh, changes in the quality of the content, yeah, uh, say thanks to her. Yeah. Jesus, that was rough to get out of my mouth. <laughs> Follow her. Digitally stalk her. Don't do that. Don't don't stalk. We we here at Witch Witch Podcast do not condone stalking. Um, but you know, just tell her thank you. Because it's freaking amazing. Also, point, we need to get a P.O. box. Yeah, we sure do. That's two listeners we've given out our, our home address to. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're getting to a point where we really need to get a P.O. box. Not because I think that they're going to do anything. No, but um... no, no. Just for safety purposes. So I, sometime in April when I have two days off that are during the week, will be going to the post office to yep. see about getting us a post office box. Um. And to that to that point, if we're gonna have a PO box open to pe- for people to send us things, letters. I mean, I would just be happy with letters. Yeah, let, that's that's. Oh my god! Send mean. us a potato through the mail. Oh yeah, does that work? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll probably end up telling you guys the general region we're in. Um, uh, yeah, I guess we have to. We'll have to tell people at least the city. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'll be part of the PO box. Yeah, they're gonna have to know. I'm gonna drive a hundred miles away, and no, I'm joking. <laughs> Uh, anyway. Yes. Do we have anything else to address in the intro? We actually, we wanted to do, um, this featured shout out as the only shout out we had for this episode specifically because. Because they're so awesome. Yeah. They deserve the recognition. I am just utterly thankful. (sighs) I might cry a little. Uh. I don't know. You can ask Lyra. I don't cry often. That's true. Um. But just thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Because we have been struggling to try to make sure that we could put back enough to get it without impacting you know, our our lives. Yeah. But thank you. You're amazing. You're a permanent shout out now on our show. Every day. I'm just, well, no, every day. Yeah, every day. I'm going to record every day. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. That'd be like a chunk of 14, like two second segments every episode <laughs> it literally be me going hey hey 
hey, hey, <laughs> like just different days. <laughs> just wait till you get to Thursdays because I don't know why I'm always grumpier on Thursdays. It'd just be like, hey. Because <laughs> you're so close to the end of the week, but it's not there yet. Because I'm dying <laughs> on the inside. Um, oh, we do also have a... We have a correction or a retraction? Apology? Apology. <laughs> Dancing Apis. We made bad jokes about the name. An Apis is a bee, this which is... makes sense since a beekeeper is an apiarist. I know. That's the minute you told me that, I went, apiarist! Apiaries! <laughs> I know. That was my immediate thought, too, when I read the message. So we apologize. I love bees. I don't know how I missed it. And the idea of a dancing bee, that's adorable. Cutest thing. I don't know if they mean, like, in flight, because they do like they're, look like they're dancing, or yeah, if it's just, like, they, literally, like, <laughs> like with, like, the bees. hat and the cane. <laughs> um, no, but they dance to communicate. Bees do. What? Did you not know that? I don't know a lot about bees. <laughs> Yeah, tell me dance. more. They did. Listen, this is like we're coming up on the end. Two seconds. Two seconds. Tell me about this. I, they dance to communicate. They do different like movements and shakes and shimmies and things to uh, get word to each other about danger. This flower is real nice, like stuff like that. That is fucking adorable. I know, isn't it the cutest? It is. Animal communication is super fucking weird, but really quick. There's there is a post I saw online recently. I believe it was on Tumblr. This does not have to stay in the podcast. Um where somebody was talking about how elephants are so smart. I wish humans had a a sound that meant there are bees here. Let's leave. And someone <laughs> replied, "We do. It sounds like there are bees here. <laughs> Let's leave." <laughs> <laughs> yep, their their brain was off for the moment. I love it so much. Well, sit back and we're going to bring you our first segment. Woohoo, fun. What's it on? Goddesses. Goddesses. Yeah. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is a feature that hopefully we will start doing. I don't know about every episode, but maybe every other episode about god gods and goddesses. <laughs> I almost couldn't say goddess Deities. for a second. Deities. Things that we worship. Yes. The first one, due to a listener request, is going to be Isis. Um, for a little while, I actually thought you were doing it on Istis. What? Istis. Is that a real goddess? I've never heard that name. I'm fairly certain. Um, let me Google real quick. Because, like, I don't, I mean, I'm not saying that it's not, but, like, I've just not heard of Istis. There's a good reason. Um, so it's a D&D goddess. <laughs> uh, let's move on. <laughs> Don't talk to me. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Is she the drow goddess? I don't know. I, I think she's just a goddess of chaos. Um, oh, time? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> so let's move on. Let me just savor this. No. You make fun of me so bad when you find out about things I didn't know about. Listen, we gotta <laughs> keep going. This is, it was a mistake. Okay. Okay. All right. So we're back to the goddess Isis. Per listener request, Isis is amazing. End of story. Segment done. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at my own jokes. <laughs> um, Isis, a goddess of Egypt. 
and the goddess of fertility. She has several names. Some of those are the Divine One, the Queen of All Gods, Queen of Heaven, the Maker of Sunrise, and the Mother of God. She is one of the four protector goddesses, along with Bast, Nephesus, and Hathor, or Nephesus, Seket, and Neph. They had, apparently some of them are interchangeable or depending on which kingdom or which dynasty. I was say, it depends on the dynasty. Let's see. But they, the, the four goddesses who were with her protected the sarcophagus and canopic jars which contained your internal organs after you were mummified. Um, it was thought that she helped the deceased on their difficult journey into the afterlife, and she was sometimes named as one of the judges of the dead. She had a several different roles, and with that, she had even more names. Obviously. Uh, some of the roles were Kut, giver of light at the beginning of the new year, which is just lovely. Uh, Usart, the goddess of earth. By the way, these pronunciations, all my interpretations, so if I'm wrong, let me know and I will fix that. Well, I mean, we don't really know how to pronounce ancient Egypt in any way, do we? I don't know. I think there was a, the Rosetta Stone, but I don't think that that helped with pronunciation, just meaning. Right. So just don't listen to me. Was Egyptian on the Rosetta Stone? I thought so. Listen, I don't actually know. Like, I thought it had Greek, Egyptian, and something else. Like I said, I don't actually know. I don't want to break out Google twice in an episode. <laughs> Let's just move on. Let's see. Thianet, the goddess of Tuat, or the underworld. Tuat. Yes, the goddess of Tuat. Love it. Makes sense. She's the goddess of fertility. So I there's mean, a lot of go. stuff further down about wombs and vaginas. Satis. That's probably not where the... the uh, slang word twat came from no i'm sure it's not i really doubt it pretty sure the english came up with that <laughs> uh satis the nile's flood power so she's got a lot of powerful like imagery yeah. behind her Anket, providing fertility from the waters embracer of the land so the silt and things like that were associated with her renanet the goddess of the harvest cheft goddess of the food offered to the gods by humans ament Lady of the Underworld, who restored the bodies of the dead so they could live with Osiris and his kingdom. She had a lot of... I realize that went on for a while, so oh, I apologize. Oh, no, you're good. She had a lot of symbols that were associated with her. Uh, Sept, or a star that marked the beginning of the new year and the start of the Nile's flooding, which would also be the reason why she was the first light of the new year. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Thet, the buckle or knot of Isis. The Thet, I probably should have combined these. I apologize. The Thet might... Uh, might have represented a represented a stylus uterus. <laughs> yes, a stylus, a stylized uterus with its ligatures and a vagina. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Which is the thing on her? Headdress. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was usually made of a red substance that represented blood and life, and was very sacred. Uh, her sacred animals were the cow, the scorpion, and the snake. Birds were the dove, the hawk a swallow and a vulture. So she basically covered air, land. <laughs> oh, yeah. Air and land. I'm just going to say sea, sea, but I guess unless sea snakes. I guess, yeah. Yeah. She had a lot of different roles. She was the wife and mourner because part of her story is absolutely inseparable from her husband. 
Um, her husband Osiris was killed by Set, who was another god of the pantheon, and dis he dismembered his body. Isis, Nephesus, and Anubis looked for their brother's body, and they reassembled it. This is thought to be what? I'm so sorry. I know this because of Stargate. Let's continue. <laughs> You're just like she's she's looking at me and just like like smugly nodding like mm -hmm. I know. This. It wasn't smug. <laughs> It may have appeared smug, but that was not it. <laughs> this is also thought to be the prototype for mummification, where that comes from. Um, they use spells and their grief to restore him. She also grieved greatly. She told him how much she loved him, how much she desired him sexually. Some people say that she also, or some of the myths say that she also engaged in sex with him as part of reviving him. Uh, she breathed life into him. And has sex with him. I don't know if it's during breathing life into him. But that's when she conceived Horus. Oh. Their son. Uh, Osiris was restored in the sense that they brought him back to life. But he can't live among the living now. So that's how he became the god of the underworld. Uh, am, I, am I correct in thinking that's also like um, a representation of how the set like the second part of life came to be, like, afterlife. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, Also Stargate. Horus, um, will avenge him and carry out, carry out his funeral rites, um, which apparently was a big, big deal. For, well, I mean, obviously, I'm pretty sure the Egyptians have more elaborate funeral and death rites than any other culture. Oh, probably. Um... Sometimes she was known as Queen of the Throne, and a headdress to be worn has an empty throne would be in respect to her. Um, as a side note, she's also considered the goddess of magic because she tricked Ra into telling her his secret name and she obtained his powers. Oh. Um, and she's also considered to be the, the mother goddess. So, I mean, she, she has a lot of roles. She's very amazing. I love Isis a lot. Um, her mystique and influence spread in the ancient world. Several civilizations, like the Greeks and the Romans, had the cult of Isis, where you would learn her mysteries. Well, I know it reached really far into Africa, too, because even uh, less developed civilizations worshipped mm -hmm. worshipped. Yeah, Isis. she went everywhere. I said Isip. Isip. Yep. That was a mistake. <laughs> but no, she was she was everywhere and she was probably the most powerful female goddess. Awesome. Yeah. She was very awesome. Um I'm trying to think of something else to say about her. Um but she also when Christianity came around took Christianity took a lot of the ideals of Mary from her, and Horus, I believe, yes, was also resurrected from the dead. Mm. That makes sense. There's, I mean, there's so many mm -hmm. um, resurrection stories. Well, I believe he also had a friend named Lazarus. When you trans, uh, when you translate his name in Egyptian to Hebrew, the name was the same. Oh, that's really cool. So it's 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 very very close to. It's where I believe a lot of the the Christian mythology came from, as they borrowed from 
from ancient Egyptian mythology. A lot of it. Which would make sense. Jesus was in Egypt for quite a few years because that's yeah. where Mary and Joseph fled after, was it Herod? I, I don't know why you'd ask me that. Uh, Herod was the um, the ruler or governor, I, I'm trying to remember my Bible knowledge, who sent out the the armies to kill all the baby boys under a year old. Mm. And so the Holy Family fled from, was it Bethlehem where they lived? Bethlehem is where they went to pay their taxes. I don't Jerusalem know. is where they went to pay their taxes. That's where he was crucified. I don't right. know if that's where they were. Right. Okay, they, wherever they lived. Where did they live? They fled from there and moved to Egypt until he was like five or six. Okay. All right. Uh, any, do we have anything else about ISIS? At this time, no. I apologize. That's where my notes ended. Oh, no, no. I was just asking. Um... um Funny note, um, Selena Kyle's cat was named Isis in uh, the Batman the Animated Series. Now, see, why wouldn't it be named Bast? That's always been my question. <laughs> but she named her Isis. Hmm. Okay. It was just in the Animated Series, so maybe in the comics, you know, no. Selena has her thinking cap on. I'm sure she's had many cats. Oh, I'm sure. So. Uh... But no, I was I was only asking because um, I wanted to ask. Hathor mm-hmm. is at at least at some point in, in a dynasty known as as a mother go- the mother, mm-hmm. mother goddess as well. So I was wondering they if... share a lot of similarities. So it may have been an evolution of one to the other, or yeah. vice versa. Or they may have just been in different dynasties, the same goddess. Well, in and I know through different dynasties and different like pharaoh rule, um, a lot of gods had a transfer of power and title. Mm-hmm. Um, That's like Ra became Amun-Ra and things yeah. like that. Um, and I know that, you know, gods and goddesses uh, tended to split into two beings, sometimes more than that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'd come together to create one, like Amun-Ra, because Ra and Amun were two different people. Yes. Um, <laughs> For a long time they were, yeah. and then they became one. Um, so I was just wondering if it was... I mean, not that you would have researched this specific little niche piece of information, but I wonder if it was... Um, like they had a similar root or if they became the same goddess or if they just inhabited the same space at different times. That is a great question. I'll have to look into that. Mm-hmm. I wish I had given you my notes so I could include that. <laughs> um, I do know that Hathor, oh, Hathor is an ancient Egyptian goddess associated later with Isis and earlier with Skemet. So yes. Yeah. Okay. Same goddess. So I wonder if they both evolved eventually from Skemet originally. Very probably because when you said that, I was like, oh, well, that's odd because Isis is one of her sacred animals was a cow and Hathor had the cow hat. Yeah, exactly. Had. Had. Once again, my knowledge about Hathor comes from Stargate. I cannot stress enough how how little you can trust my knowledge because it came from a a show run by AMC and then Stargate or fuck Stargate uh sci-fi not AMC I don't know sci-fi sci-fi later but yeah. it was it was run by oh, MGM it MGM produced Stars it Stars or Showtime or something it started on one of the premium I don't channels. remember the channel but for it was in MGM's hands and then they sold it to sci-fi Okay because that's important in this segment. It is. is I mean, ISIS is in Stargate. it, so... 
Um, I don't think Isis has ever actually featured in it except for a meeting of the Goa'uld in later seasons. We gotta move on. I'm just, this is gonna become a segment about Stargate and it's gonna be entirely my doing. <laughs> but in closing... Welcome to Witch Witch Podcast, a podcast about Stargate. It's okay, at least it's not about Lord of the Rings this time. <laughs> Listen, let's do a podcast about Stargate. Okay. <laughs> How about I watch it first and then... Oh my god, let's watch Stargate! I'm sorry. I've only I did this seen with Cowboy movie. Bebop earlier. <laughs> I've only seen the movie. I almost said with Russell Crowe. <laughs> with um, Kurt Russell. Yeah. Um, which was, don't get me wrong, I love the movie. Um, and I love Kurt Russell. I just straight up, full stop, love Kurt Russell. He's one of my childhood crushes. But MacGyver. Um, it's... I can't think of his name off the top of my head right now. Um, I can't either. That's why I said MacGyver. Richard Dean Anderson. Is that his name? <laughs> That's, That's his name. so big. That name is so big. <laughs> Richard Dean Anderson. Um, why does he need three names? I don't know. I mean, most people He is Canadian. Three or more. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> but like as his showbiz name. But he was such... Some people stop at one. I mean, that's true. But he was... So good in that role, like, cause they could have just followed the, uh, the movies setup where he was just sort of like brooding and sad all the time. But no, they went such a better direction. Well, I assume at this point he's over the death of his son. <laughs> I mean, he has had like ten more years to get yeah. past it. So, yeah. And then, is that why he's so much older? So it's supposed to be set ten yeah. years later. That makes so much more sense. Yeah, Daniel's been on um, Abydos the whole time. I thought it was like a year later and I was I always wondered how he aged so far. Um and it the, the whole Stargate thing had been shut down and like it opens and people try to come through. And oh, like okay. that's how it all starts. Okay. It's not none of this is important. Yeah, I was gonna say so let's wrap up the Stargate. You should talk. watch Stargate. <laughs> it's very good. Apparently in Stargate Atlantis, um Jason Momoa. Yeah, Jason Momoa. Uh Jason Momoa is shirtless a lot. Yes, that's enough of an <laughs> just incentive. so much. He's just so shirtless. And he's really, like, kind of mean. It's so fun. <laughs> Sounds sexy. <laughs> I'm so sorry. If the sex appeal will get our listeners to watch it, I just have to say that the man who plays Teal'c, whose name I can't think of right now, Christopher Judge. What is with me right now? <laughs> Christopher Judge and uh, Jason Momoa wrestle shirtless. Jason Momoa is obviously beautiful. Christopher Judge is also beautiful. And he's also painted slightly golden through the whole thing. Okay. So you, you don't understand. She's been on this all day. All day. Like, I was talking earlier, about Christopher Judge earlier. Yeah, earlier she kept naming off aliens, asking me if I would kiss and or fuck them. Yeah, no, it was a fun game. The answer is most of them. <laughs> most of them. Garrus from Mass Effect was too alien, yeah, though. Yeah, too alien. Oh, but he's so nice. And he he's so justice-driven. He is very nice, but I can't. Eh. He's a butterface. <laughs> he's a butterface. <laughs> anyway, tell us what aliens you would fuck. Um, please do. Please do. We would love it. Oh my god. Please send us a message on Instagram because we will not answer anything else. I have such an important question. How did we not start a sci-fi podcast before we started a witchcraft podcast? I don't know, but let's add another one. Let's do it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we're gonna move on. Welcome to sci-fi podcast. <laughs> That's Anyways, just, yes. Welcome to witch sci-fi. Nope, doesn't work. You don't know. 
We have to move on. Okay, but moving on. Isis is amazing. <laughs> Mother goddess. Check her out. Google her. And if you're into deity worship, maybe give her a shout. Reach out, yeah. See if it's something she would be receptive to. A lot of people have a very um, close and al- I almost would say casual relationship with their deities. So mm-hmm. if that's something you're worried about, because a lot of people do keep it very ceremonial. Um, but if it's something you're worried about, your form of worship is your own. And if you reach out to a deity and they are not opposed to that, go for it. Hey, I tossed a moon and apple into the river and he sent me a cat. So That's true. <laughs> Yeah. World keeps on turning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to move on. Uh, next, Sage has a section. Uh, on well, the magical properties of a certain plant. We, we definitely all talk about it, but it, it's, it was Sage's idea. It was very important to her that, that you guys knew that. <laughs> so today, we would like to talk to you about marijuana <laughs> and its magical properties. This was my idea. Sage's idea. <laughs> Sage's idea. <laughs> She's very proud of it. I think it's a very good subject. Um, I do have a couple, like facts and things. Although it was my idea, Lyra did all of the research. I did none. I'm um, just throwing. I'm gonna say there's not a whole lot of research to be done because it's it's sparse. It is sparse. Um. Marijuana has been illegal in a lot of cultures through a lot of history uh, for various reasons, mostly moral reasons in uh, Christian-dominated countries, um, for whatever goddamn reason, because uh, it's immoral to smoke things, I guess, but tobacco's fine. I think it's mostly because it can't be taxed. Well, that's, that's, what, that's part of the reason here in the U.S. why there's such an issue with making it legal. It can be taxed. It 100% can be taxed. Anything can be I taxed. Colorado is doing really well. Yeah. It literally, if they, if they wanted to, they could probably tax us for breathing. Anyway. <laughs> uh. But yeah, I know. I did a little cursory search, and there's almost nothing other than peace pipe. Yeah practices um, that which, other than that if you were sick they suggested you smoke marijuana to get better yeah and that's that's really just because it it makes you feel better yeah um i wasn't really going to go into the whole peace pipe thing because there's many things that are smoked in a peace pipe right well i mean so, that, like but that's the only thing i could find yeah, there's not a and whole that's lot the of most stereotypical stuff. yeah so yeah. i mean you don't know exactly what all was in it exactly I, i'd imagine it's at least a combination of tobacco, marijuana, and something else, if there was even any marijuana in it. Um, so I'll I'll go over some of the stuff that I I found. Um, uh, it's believed to have been used uh, as part of the prophets of Delphi smoking, uh, sage. I'm sorry. Nope. Smoking. I'm sage. (laughs) They were smoking sage. Just lighten up sage. That's a euphemism. (laughs) Uh, wouldn't be the first time. (laughs) Um, uh, with bay leaves, because they would smoke bay leaves to induce um, visions. Like marijuana with bay bees, basil. Bees. What is it? Bay leaves. Bay leaves. Bees. Just smoke the bees, Sage. <laughs> oh, <damn>. God. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, so... There's a lot of people that believe that part that uh, what caused their actual visions, because smoking 
uh, bay leaves and uh, breathing in bay leaf smoke doesn't really induce hallucinations or anything like that. So a lot of people think it's um, volcanic vapors. It? Thank you. I was going to say mist and that was wrong. <laughs> volcanic mist is dangerous. <laughs> um, yes. Also that. <laughs> <laughs> also that. Um, so a lot of people think there's also marijuana mixed in with it. Um, I think there's been some evidence of marijuana being used in, uh, in the temple, but I don't, there was, there was nothing solid. I was going to say, I saw a few things that connected Apollo and marijuana. Yeah. There was a couple things about that. Nothing, nothing that was good enough to really mention when I was looking at it. Like, it was just sort of, it is associated with Apollo and then nothing else about it. Yeah. Um... I saw a lot of new agey things where people people use marijuana to feel mellow before they spell cast or something like that. But yeah. That's about all I saw. <laughs> I personally feel like smoking marijuana opens my third eye. A lot because of people I'm using feel like that. Because I know that I'm using a lot more of, like, I'm thinking things through a lot more clearly when I'm high. But then when I'm not high, it's like I can't really revisit those thoughts as easily as I could before. So you're yeah. supposed to write it down or record yourself. Well, see, when I'm high, I don't want to do one like because I'm also lazy. <laughs> well, I know they weren't high on marijuana. I'm trying to remember what they were high on. I know the Beatles hired somebody to follow them around and record what they said when they were high. Because it was always really significant and always like higher level stuff that they said. At the end of it, all they got out of the notes were, there are seven levels. <laughs> there are seven levels. <laughs> that was the. That was it. <laughs> They're on to something. <laughs> um, so, uh, something else I found in my research is the. I might be pronouncing all of this wrong. You are. <laughs> the, the Gadi tribe of uh, India's Himachal Pradesh state sounds right to me. <laughs> Our resident scholar of, of <laughs> Indian languages, um, uh, they they smoked marijuana resin uh, to induce induce hallucinations, mostly that for worship. <laughs> mostly if for worship purposes. If you smoke purposes. marijuana resin, you will definitely hallucinate a little. I don't know. I just don't like most, the taste of it. Most people don't have a hallucination experience with marijuana. Resin's pretty concentrated. Yeah, but even still, most people don't. Some people do. Okay, I trip balls. Well, I mean, that's... When I was in college, when I smoked marijuana, I tripped balls every single time. Yeah, but don't you also get wildly high every time you smoke To be fair, even bad I smoked with a friend, and you never knew what was in it. That's true. <clears throat> um... God knows what was in <laughs> A couple of common magical uses um, are to honor the divine, and this is usually specific to a uh, a figure like Apollo, something like that. Uh, usually if, if you're um, trying to honor someone with, with smoking marijuana, it's specific to them. Um, it can be used to communicate with the dead, increase psychic abilities, facilitate dream magic and it can, it's often used in both love and sex magic because it sort of helps you release the inhibitions. Mm, I can see that. Alcohol is also heavily featured in a lot of love and sex magic so. I can see that. Yeah. So I think that, that follows uh, pretty well. Um, I really only have one more thing that I, I found reliable research for um, and it was a spell and I, I say reliable research because I found it on a couple different 
There's more sources. than one. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and I mean, the, the associations, associate, associations, Jesus Christ, uh, all track. Um, you can wrap a bud in uh, a willow leaf, bind it together with a purple thread, and carry it as a charm to improve one's sensitivity to energetic vibrations and encourage psychic visions. I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah. There's a willow, like, a block up from here, so. A what? Oh, not not a block. I guess, like, two, three. A willow tree. Yeah. Oh. Um, and, you know, like, when we talked about this before. Uh, willow is a very psychic wood. Yeah, Galena mentioned uh, that willow is a psychic wood. Um, the, the leaves actually have a specific association, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, but I might not be. <laughs> so who knows? And purple's a psychic color mm-hmm. in a lot of leaves. Um, there are a lot of, and a lot, like, it's, it's something that people have used for so many things in, uh, new age and personal pra- practice magic. Um, shut the hell up. <laughs> I feel like that sounded a lot more angry than I meant it to come off as because I had to breathe in, in the middle of saying those words. <laughs> Captain Asthma. <clears throat> shut up. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's used for a lot of, um. I mean, you mentioned that people tend to. I don't know if you've ever had a decorative pillow before, but you're not supposed to switch I'm them so like sorry. that. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, people use it to mellow out before magic work. Um, you talked about that before, mm-hmm. um, and it's used in a lot of meditation uh, and past life regression. Uh, Meditations and spells actually uh, tend to feature it pretty heavily because it's, as you said, a, a lot of people think it, it helps open your third eye. Definitely. Um, <clears throat> and I could definitely see where it would def- where it would help in med- meditation. Yeah. Um, apart from that, it has plenty of, of wonderful real-world applications. Like, uh, if you have some sort of illness that makes it hard for you to keep an appetite. It can help you get hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps ease pain. Um, and I mean, in general, if you're just not feeling great, getting high is a great way to not do that anymore. <laughs> There's actually a lot of pharmaceutical medicines that are based on marijuana. Mm-hmm. Um, Marinol is a um, appetite increaser that they give yeah. the elderly or, or people with, who are going through chemo in areas where it's illegal to prescribe marijuana as a treatment and a lot of the uh those traits like the fact that it helps with appetite um that can be done without the the effect of of the thc a -hmm. lot of its medical applications can be done without that like with the cbd oils and things like that i was about to say let's start talking about cbd because that's i feel like that's where it's heading into absolutely um cbd is heavily marketed as like an all-over health increaser nowadays it's very it's very health fad at the moment um it can be used for pain management um at least there's a lot of promising research that shows that it can Mm -hmm. be used for pain management um it can also help with appetite um Uh, seizures yep i saw one news story where this boy literally had like grand mal seizures every day of his life till they started giving him cbd oil and um i mean it it does seem to improve your overall health as well if you just want to take it as a supplement. Um, you know, we talked about this, I think, last in our last episode, too. If somebody is prescribing you a supplement and telling you not to see, say, your cancer doctor, don't yeah, trust don't, that person. Yeah, don't go back to that. Uh, 
But CBD oil in itself is not um, like one of those dangerous sort of supplements that people prescribe. Like there's a bunch of stuff that if you take it, especially if you don't take it in regulated and specified amounts, that it can really mess up whatever condition you have or give you a new condition. I haven't really seen a whole lot of bad kickbacks from CBD. And like, and that's the case with like you know smokable marijuana as well. Yeah, that's true. Because really, the only drawbacks is dry mouth and red eyes. Yep. And the fact that it's horrendously illegal in most places. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're really seeing a a turn in the U.S. with that though, um, as as we all know, Colorado. Well, I guess maybe Colorado, not everyone knows. Um, um California, Washington. They, Washington. I didn't think it was uh, technically legalized in California. I thought it was just something that they could sort of let go. No, I mean, you can walk into a dispensary and buy it. You know, I don't know if it's recreational yet or not. I don't I think, think it's, it's recreational, but I think, I think it's still medical. You can walk into a dispensary with your uh, prescription and fill it. Yeah. Um, like I said, though, like New York has this thing where um, you're not necessarily going to get in trouble for weed, but they, like, they can decide to not enforce it as a as a as a okay if you're caught smoking in New York or and I, I believe this is the same in California I might be incorrect um if you're caught smoking they can de- decide to just let it go other places if a cop decides to let it go and they're found out they can face uh serious danger to their job <laughs> for that for uh impeding the law so <clears throat> but I think I think uh California has that whole thing where they can just decide not to send you to jail. Which is good in some ways, but bad in others, specifically very racist ways. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and the the truth of the matter in the U.S. is that if we decide to legalize marijuana for recreational use countrywide... Um, We're going to have to countrywide, lose a lot of people from jail. Well, we have to decriminalize it. True. So we can release a lot of people from jail, which would also relax a lot of funds in our tax system. Um... But, you know, they're probably not going to do that. The American government makes money off prisons. Yeah, that's the unfortunate truth there. Um, what? How do they make money off of prisons? A lot of it is actually kind of referred to as slave labor because the U.S. government can, like, hire out prison uh, assignments to companies as cheap labor. Because they only pay the prisoners like 11 cents an hour. Yeah. Okay. Instead Um, of the minimum wage. Not to mention private prisons pay a lot of money into the American government to keep private uh, private prison systems legal, which they shouldn't be. (laughs) I actually didn't even think of that because I learned that off of Orange is the New Black. Oh yeah, that's true. I think a lot of people um, learned a lot of the horrible shit about prisons from Orange is the New Black. I think that, that they did that on purpose. I hope so, because I mean that's that's the ma- the major use of a of a popular show like Orange Is the New Black, to let people who aren't around people in prison know the kind of bullshit that goes on. Um, <clears throat> but it, marijuana could be such a, a wonderful thing for the U.S. We could decriminalize it. We could make it so it doesn't cost you thousands and thousands of dollars to get your like license and stuff like that so people who are already growing it at home could legalize their setup and uh, low-income families could start selling on their own 
Um, we did that for a little while in the 30s with tobacco because it's something you could sell out of your backyard or it's something you could grow out of your backyard. Same thing with marijuana. You can grow it anywhere. Um, people grow it in their fucking closets, for God's sakes. Is it not okay to sell tobacco anymore? No, it's heavily... Uh, oh gosh, what's the word I'm thinking regulated. of? Regulated? Yeah, regulated. But that's because of tobacco companies lobbying against... Uh, Home growing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, it would also help us with production of things like textiles because we wouldn't have the deforestation problem. Uh, marijuana has two full growing uh, seasons even in co- colder climates. Uh, a marijuana plant, or not so much marijuana, hemp, a hemp plant can grow to its full height in about six months, which means you can just grow it all year round. Um, it creates a lot less pulp than uh, wood production does, so a lot more of the plant is used. And it's a stronger, sturdier material. It doesn't, uh, what's, what's the word, wear. It doesn't, I'm bad at thinking. It doesn't wear as quickly as uh, a lot of textile materials do. Um, and we could use just a fraction of the farmland and a fraction of the time to make so much more of the product and we wouldn't be cutting down our forests in such an alarming uh, at such an alarming rate which would be great because we're also producing just so much pollution that trees help with oh i also think hemp plants don't they uh process carbon a lot faster than trees i do not know the science behind that so i don't know i might be wrong but i think i was told that you know what i think i was told that by the guy in the cannabis so I don't actually know how... Yeah, I don't know how accurate all <laughs> I don't know how accurate that is. Uh, we did have the Cannabus in town for a little while. Um, and they were handing out, like, flyers and you could buy t-shirts and stuff. Uh, their, their big goal is to get marijuana legalized. And I'm so sorry, I've been talking for a while. It looked like you had something to say. No, it's fine. Um, I, I just wanted to say that, like, a lot of... Going back on the magical properties. Yes, I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> This is a, a witchcraft podcast, after all. <laughs> yeah, Lyra. Oh my god, is that your crystal ball? Oh my god. It. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus Christ, that was so sudden. So less sudden. <laughs> um, magical what? properties. Yes, magical of properties. Of marijuana. Marijuana. Um, I've been wanting to work it into my practice. Do you have any, like, specific plans for it yet? Well, in lieu of not wasting marijuana that I buy on the reg, <clears throat> I would like to just smoke it and then do my practices. I haven't that's done good. it yet, and I'm not really sure why. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Um, Maybe, oh, oh, meditation! Yeah! <laughs> that's that's such a good think- idea! <laughs> I would assume that is what one would use it for. Well, no, I was actually thinking, like, smoke and then, like, just spells Something. and shit. <laughs> Something magical. Just a whole bunch of spells. <laughs> but no, meditation is probably where that's going to go. That's a good idea. Um, and if, if any listeners have suggestions for how to incorporate marijuana in practice, definitely let us know about it. We'll give you a shout out. <laughs> oh. And we'll mispronounce your name and... Say weird things about you. We that's sure who will. We are. We've done that so many times. But we burn sage. We burn, like, what's that black stuff that you all burned that one time when we were doing the New Year mm. thing? 
Oh my god, do you remember black stuff? I don't think they burned any black stuff. No, it was, um, maybe it wasn't on the new year, but it was, uh. Um, the charcoal disc that we burned stuff on? That's not. Uh, black candle? Was it the, is, was it, was the copal in like stone form at that yes. time? Okay, oh, then yeah. it was copal, I'm sorry. Okay. Copal's white. There, the copal we have is white. There is black copal, but we don't have that. I think I was talking about the disc. Okay. You might have, yeah. Um, it was a while ago. But we burn all kinds of stuff, like, in lieu of casting spells. Why not marijuana? Like, why isn't that, you know, thought of as more of, like, a magical thing? Yeah, and burning is highly symbol- symbolic. <laughs> Where we live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, in a lot of places, that was witchcraft. So, I mean... <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's if if it's something you already you know have in your life, I I think involving in your magic, if that's something you want to do, is a great idea. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's a lot easier for me to actually like explain. No, I can't even explain it when I'm high. Um, <laughs> you can't explain anything. <laughs> I I cannot. Um, I can just ram my finger in your face and go shh. <laughs> teenagers and I was talking to Sage in a very low voice like literally this literally (laughs) this is how she was talking her mom was also upstairs (laughs) we were downstairs and she just slams her finger into my face going to be fair you guys got caught with like two ounces of whiskey uh that wasn't our fault that was a third party's fault because bitch couldn't wait until everybody went to sleep was it me no no it's i just don't want to use a real name i'll say was it q no s there was two s's there were there two Ah, big S and little S. Big S. Okay. Yeah. Big S is such a bitch. So <laughs> um. <laughs> so big S never hears the show. <laughs> big S won't even know. I, um... Big S will knock your windows out. <laughs> anyway. Big S will knock your teeth out. That's true. She's terrifying. <laughs> uh, anyway, though. My favorite, this has little to nothing to do with with what we've been talking about, apart from that it involves, you know, pot. Uh, My favorite memory of you, Sage, one of my favorite memories, not the favorite, but one of my favorite memories that I think about all the time, is that time that you got not even super high, just a little high, and you you started laughing about something, and it took you 15 minutes, literally, to shut up, to tell me what it was, and then... By that time, you'd forgotten what it was, so you just started <laughs> laughing again because it was stupid. That's the whole time being high with me. That's, that's true. That's the experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's pretty much all that we have for this thing. Yeah. Uh, anything else to say? No, that wraps up marijuana and the magical sense that we understand it yeah uh if you do have any anything that we missed or that you want us to specifically mention we want to hear it absolutely um if you have like a ceremony or a spell or something that you do with marijuana let us know we'll 
We'll put it in an episode. That sounds cool as shit. <laughs> Definitely let us know. We at a while ago we actually had somebody. Um, we had Lane send us mm-hmm. a uh, voice clip. That sexy beast. Look <laughs> at the cutest. He is. He's so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he uh, he sent us a voice clip of him doing a. Um, uh, he made a charm, right? Mm-hmm. Blessed a charm, um, for protection, I believe. If I'm remembering correctly, which I hardly ever do, so don't hold it against me. <laughs> um, and we we loved that. Uh, if you ever want to send us a voice recording of you performing a spell or just explaining something or telling a story, um, like or send said, us videos. We can send us videos. We can post it to like our Instagram if you want to post it somewhere. But that doesn't really make it in the podcast. <laughs> yes. I mean. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, I would just want to see videos. Let's see some videos. All of the videos. But yeah, no, if you want to send us a clip of yourself or if you want to be featured on the show, let us know. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this up for real this time. We'll be right back at you with something else. Something completely different. I was going to quote Rocky and Bullwinkle again, but I don't think that hit the last time I did it. Now here's something you'll really like. Yeah, that's what I did. (laughs) All right, and we're doing another highlight of a cryptid instead of a spooky story again. Um, Today, we are going to be talking about the, and I might be pronouncing this wrong, this seems to be how I remember it being pronounced, because I watched a special on it, like, forever ago. A Mokale Mbembe. I have never heard of that. (laughs) You're gonna love this. Um, I'm gonna go through a couple facts before I get to the part that'll excite you the most. Okay. Um, so it's a cryptid that lives in the Congo River Basin. Um, and let me say, usually when we're talking about cryptids, we're almost constantly talking about something a little more modern and usually in the Americas. So this one's fun. Um, there's, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's international cryptids, like, but usually the discussion is centered around, um, not even North America, just the Americas, you know? Um, the word means one who stops rivers. Um, and the important thing about that is the Congo, Congo River Basin, um, it's full of rivers that are kind of small and sometimes shallow. Um, so something as big as, say, a hippopotamus could sometimes, blo- not like block every part of the river, but it, it could sometimes it disrupt water flow. And so you know? could probably fuck up the flow and yeah, at least a little make bit. it impassable. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's plenty of wide rivers. Um, some deep, not super deep, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, I think the Congo's in, like, the rainforest, so there might be several deep rivers around there, but there's probably a lot of, like, little streams and Mm -hmm. creeks and things like that. And, uh, for the most people, uh, for the most part, people would, uh, I'm gonna turn down my ringer, because I'm sure everybody just heard (laughs) my phone ding. Uh, (laughs) Ding. People would, uh, settle around these smaller, shallower rivers, because they were safer to traverse and fish from. Um, so it, there's been some legends about it eating people, but it's really not known for that. Um, mostly people get trampled. Um, it eats a lot of fish, so many fish that it's to the point where if you notice a disruption in uh, the fishing in your area, there might be an Mbembe close to you. Good to know. Yeah, so there you go. But we don't really get them here. <laughs> um but that, that is one of the ways to know that uh, your village or whatever might be in danger of a, an Mbembe sighting. Uh, and um, it has been known to carry off children. So that's a specific thing. Like, you can't let your children out into the water if you, if you fear Mbembe is close. Um, so 
1910, uh, it was described by locals in the area to resemble a semi-small, considering what we're talking about, sauropod. What? Like a dinosaur. What? Like a, like a long neck. What? <laughs> but like, um, like hippo-sized. Like kind of small. That's adorable. Like a pocket dino. Oh my god. Not literally a pocket dino. <laughs> no, but no. a pet-sized dino. Yeah, basically. Um, size of like a, a well, probably bigger than a cow, but you know what I mean. I like, say hippo's much bigger yeah, than that. Yeah, way bigger than that. I don't know if it could, it couldn't live in your house. And, uh, so in 1910, while dinosaurs had been known about for quite a while, uh, the people in the Congo didn't really have a concept of it. Oh yeah, that's pretty exciting, right? Oh my fucking God. Uh, they were described as usually brown in color. Their skin was smooth rather than scaly or anything. Mm-hmm. And um, they were known to have the flatter teeth instead of sharp, rippy teeth. It didn't mean much. <laughs> um, it has been known to kill hippopotamuses, but not like viciously, mostly in like um, territory dis- uh, disputes, you know? Um, yeah, just smack them with that tail. Yeah. Um, there have been large footprints found in the mud that resemble uh, something like that, like not. It wouldn't match up exactly with like a dinosaur footprint because I mean obviously it's probably it's been a hippo for a footprint, long time. But... Well, it has the wrong number of toes for a, ho- a hippo footprint, <laughs> which don't get me wrong could be mutations or like a subspecies that it only exists in this one small area. But you know, it's pretty exciting. I've always imagined dinosaur feet, like especially long neck feet, to be like an elephant's foot. But like, what if it had toes? I'm, like I'm gonna say they probably had toes. I know. I'm just blowing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, what if they had little lizard toes? <laughs> um, there have been old wood carvings and like toys uh, made in in these areas featuring uh, the Mbembe. Um, Mbembe, can I say, is also a name. So if this is hitting anybody as real weird, I apologize. <laughs> Um, a lot of sources are talking about me. <laughs> a lot of sources call them the Mokale and Bimbe, but um, I when I watched that special, I only heard them called the Mbembe. So uh, that's how, what I've been referring to them as. This is the best cryptid I've ever. I heard knew you'd of love it. Right after Nessie, <laughs> which is like the same the same idea. Well, um, she's a plesiosaur. Yeah, but it, dinosaur. Anyway. Yeah. Well, any dinosaur. <laughs> Moving on. Um, the wood carvings. Oh my god. Okay. The wood carvings seem to be fairly old, um, but there's no real accurate way to carbon date them because I mean it's not like they're they've been locked away somewhere. They're they're being handled and used and they're out in the open. You know what mm. I mean? So I carbon dating wouldn't be. Oh yeah. There's a lot of stuff that matters with carbon dating. Like we're getting a lot better at it, but it's still kind of like fifty fifty. You made it so much farther into archaeology than I did. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I was uh, out after class number one. I mean, there's there's so many issues with carbon dating. Um, and when it comes to things more in more recent human history, it can be really easy to, like, fuck up your results bad. Um, or just assume that the the factors that, that caused whatever program you're running to think that it was from a certain time period. Like, it's, it's easy for those factors to have been added later. Mm. Like, there's there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. But when we're talking about something like um, early human ancestor remains being dated to a certain, like, region of time, like, that's 
not super exact, but that's also like a couple million years, maybe. Like, get off your high horse. That's probably correct, <laughs> at least in general. <laughs> I I get real mad about carbon dating. I I can tell. Anyway, moving on, because I'm not I'm not articulating this very well. Um, I do need to mention in our our small segment here about the Mbembe that uh <laughs> evolution deniers have latched onto it as a sign that the world really is only a couple thousand years old. Um how how old do they think the world is it? About 12,000 years. Yeah. Um <laughs> because if there's a if there's still a living dinosaur, obviously dinosaurs existed a lot or uh, a lot closer to us than we think. Uh, and they're super fucking wrong about that, but, <laughs> but like, look at crocodiles. They have not changed very much at all. You know what? Look at sharks. They really haven't changed all that much either. They don't need to. I, that's true. They're perfect the way they are. We actually do have a living dinosaur, though. What, are you talking about that weird African fish? No, I was talking about alligators. Oh, I already said, did I say crocodiles? I don't know. Both. Both. There's this, but there's this fish. It's existed since prehistoric times, since like dinosaur times, and they thought it was extinct, but they mm. found them off the coast of, um, off like the the Horn of Africa, right? Yes. And uh, in like super deep waters, and they have uh, prehensile fins at the back of them that work like feet, and they they like maneuver around rocks using that. It, oh my god, they're ugly as sin, and I love them. <laughs> they are so ugly. <laughs> I don't remember what they're called. I don't either. Um, but they're really neat. Um. Welcome, welcome to another segment within this podcast called uh, Galena, Galena's and Lyra's Really Niche Interests. <laughs> um, but no, I thought this was a, it's not a particularly magical sort of No, cryptid. this is magical. Uh, <laughs> it's very magical. Um, so what you're saying is I need to go to Africa. I need to solve the Congolese it, political issues <laughs> so that I can go and explore the river. Yes, precisely. All right, I'm in. Um, there Bruce is... Campbell can do it. I can do it. Although he did die. What was that? Congo. I have not seen. He was in the first like five minutes of the movie. Bruce Campbell was in Congo. Yeah, he plays the son of the telecom millionaire. I don't. I don't think I've ever actually he gets seen killed Congo. Immediately. <laughs> um, I was just impressed he was in a a major motion yeah, picture. Yeah, like that's that one's kind of a, He's apart also from Spider Man. Oh. <laughs> He was. What was the thing you said? Mikhail's Navy. I have not seen that either. The only major movie that I have seen Bruce Campbell in is Spider Man. Was it the second Spider Man? He's in all of them. Is he in all of them? Well, all of the Sam Raimi Spider Man. You know what? I'm wrong because he, he was also him? in. I'm sorry. Go I'm ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. He was also in Escape from L.A. <laughs> he was in Escape from L.A. He was also in. Uh, Serving Sarah, which he played like, I don't know, he played a gross dude. I've never heard of that movie, um, personally. He, it was something about, I don't remember. Anyways, I've seen it. He was in it for like five seconds. He's also in the last like four seconds of Dark Man. That's um, Dark Man. Another pretty horrible Sam Raimi film, but it was, it was good. I talked about Sam Raimi at work recently and I have some things to tell you. Okay. Trying to think of anything else he's been in and continue. He's in almost every Sam Raimi movie. Yeah. I mean, I know that. Um, 
Welcome to our third podcast within a podcast. Bruce Campbell fucking appreciation. <laughs> I've met the man, the legend. He's amazing. <laughs> um, Made fun of my name. That's true. Anyway. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, I don't have a whole lot else about the Mbembe. There's not a whole lot more about it. Um, I can't remember. There's, There is this thing about wearing bells around your ankles when you go into the water. Because the water... Is that to drive them off? I feel like it, but it's also possible that it was for that really big fucking fish and not for the Mbembe. <laughs> oh, like one of the river monster things? Yeah, I watch a lot of dumb fish shows. I watch a lot of shows where men go to random places and do things about fish. On the other hand, in America, do not wear anything shiny in the water if you swim in a lake. Because that is musky attraction. That's true. And they have teeth. Yeah. They have a lot of teeth. They're not big, but they're needle sharp. I don't... Oh, I thought you were going to say the musky wasn't big. I was like, bitch, they're like... Oh, no. I mean, they're, they're, they're big. Um, <laughs> they look like a log floating in the water. Uh, they're also called gar, by the way. Okay. I think musky's a regional thing that we call them. I didn't know that they were the same thing. Yeah. People are like, I go gar fishing. I'm like, I've never even heard of a gar. I know. It's the same fucking thing. So <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, I, this is a product of me watching all those freaking fish shows. That's hilarious. I watch, I don't remember what his name is. I just want to mention this real quick. I watched this one show. I can't remember what his name is. Guy looks like a teddy bear, goes to random places. Oh. I have a picture of him saved on my phone, snuggling a fish while he's in it, while he's asleep. It's a dead fish. Don't get me wrong. But I watched like 10 episodes of that with you. Isn't it he the like, cutest? It was great. I love it. Wish I knew the name of it. So I can't we remember. We'll post it if we we'll let you know. <laughs> Although this is all rambling. So you probably don't care about this. That's true. <laughs> but no, no, no. Any other thoughts or feelings about the Moklayan Mbembe? Moklayan Mbembe. Moklayan Do you want to know how it's spelled? I do, because I want to Google the shit out of this later. <laughs> uh, the Mokale is very easy. It's just M-O-K-E-L-E. Mbembe is M-B-E-M-B-E. All right. Well, I'm going to have to have you text that to me, because <laughs> I'm not going to be able to spell any of that. <laughs> ridiculous like don't get me wrong i realize it's just because it's it's from a, a word from a different language yeah but like just the the idea of an m and then a b with no vowel in between throws my english brain for a, a freaking loop it it is <clears throat> it is startling <laughs> <laughs> it's like mb how does that work that's um that's almost like when you're spelling things in farsi um Mid, uh, I've one, never uh, spelled anything in Farsi. A so. Middle Eastern, like I took a modern Middle Middle Eastern history course. Oh, okay. And like wild spellings, <laughs> because you know they're not originally spelled in English. That's just yeah, the English translation. Exactly. So it's, it's just wild. It threw my English speaking brain for a loop. <laughs> I know for a little while I was trying to learn the is it Cyrillic. Uh, the, ing uh, the, the Russian, Russian yeah. alphabet. I was trying to learn Cyrillic because I was, I was hoping to learn Russian. I thought if I could get like the translation of the letter and their, their sounds you down. You the A-B? Yeah. <laughs> that it would be easier to learn the language nope. if I could read it. And I just, I could not wrap my head around like the very similar letters being such, such startlingly different sounds. 
uh, from what I know, those same symbols in different positions or, or something to be, you know, it was, it was weird as heck to try and learn. So, I mean, I can see where languages are very hard to learn. If you know other alphabets though, like fucking congrats. You are a goddamn genius. That is amazing. I heard that the Korean alphabet is super easy to learn though. Literally the only other alphabet I know, which is just... Oh. <laughs> Our alphabet is basic. Yeah. Or the Arabesh from Star Trek. I almost said Star Trek. From Star Wars. I drank a little earlier. I apologize. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that's the only other alphabet I know. Other than, you know, the accents and stuff like that that you put in in German. <laughs> umlauts. <laughs> the umlauts and the S sets and <sighs> the C thing from French. I can't remember what that's called. It has a name. I never took French. Um, I don't know what the wiggly thing over the end in Spanish is called, but I always think of it as being called the Nino, and that's just because of El Nino, which stands for the Nino. <laughs> that's a Chris Farley joke. Don't listen to us. We don't. <laughs> We're. Not... We don't come up with our own jokes. <laughs> oh my God! Why would you bring up El Nino? I'm so sorry. Um, I don't have anything else to say. We should probably wrap up. Uh, do you have a creepy thing? Try not to imagine Chris Farley standing at the foot of your bed and gently whispering, I am El Nino. That's just delightful. Which is Spanish for the The Nino. Nino. (laughs) That's delightful. I would love if Chris Farley would appear to me. (laughs) Stay spooky. (laughs) Keep your tits up.